Happy Monday morning, everybody. It's Sherman, the crazy Asian. Today, leadership and Sherm speaking series, I'm going to focus on the need to be able to not think that you have to change your personality in order to be a leader. So many times people reach out to me and they'll ask, Sherm, will I ever be able, be able to be a manager or seen as a leader if I'm an introvert? And I tell them constantly, yes. Don't think that you have to change your personality in order to lead others. Remember, it's influence, not charismaticism or um, super gregarious, super outgoing personality and that's gonna get you to being a leader. So if you don't see yourself speaking on stage, you don't see yourself um, you know, knowing all the employees in, um, in the building by shaking their hands, you don't have to. One of the very um, wonderful things that you have right now at your fingertips is LinkedIn. And for so many people, they don't fully utilize this social media app, which is really a professional social media app where you can connect with other professionals in a very, very powerful way. And by being able to um, stand behind a DM or a private message or just a connection. And the wonderful thing about it is um, with all the notifications <coughs> in the activity feed, LinkedIn is helping you stay connected with people. So what I would encourage you to do this week and maybe for the next um, 30 days to see how powerful it can be for you. Number one is look at your LinkedIn profile, make sure you got a nice photo, but with that activity, go beyond the thumb, right? So if it says, um, congratulate somebody for you know an anniversary, leave them a message. If it tells somebody happy birthday, leave a message and ask them a question. Start getting, um, staying connected with people and so as you build a strong online presence, you're going to find that that's going to trickle over into your actual real life business network. Because right now, all communication is extremely useful and valuable. However, you don't have to be a type A personality in order to send out an email to somebody. I know a lot of introverts that communicate extremely effectively via email, text message, private messages, you know, Facebook Messenger. So this can be extremely powerful for you to be able to leverage this uh, media, um, this social media tool, um, specifically LinkedIn. The other thing that I would do in order to be seen as someone of influence is to um, start reaching out to um, others, individuals on your LinkedIn, your other connections, just to give them a recommendation. Recommend their skills, um, actually type out a recommendation. Um, I would actually encourage someone to do it, um, do one a day and see what positivity can come out of that for you. And I think only positive things can happen. I did that exercise probably about um, almost 10 years ago. And I had a lot of people then that started responding back. Now, I granted, I probably ended up putting out a, a total of, I think 30, I think I did it for one month, 30 recommendations for people that I typed out and recommended their work um, that we've done together. And I, and I wanna say I got six. So about 20% are gonna respond back 
and say something positive about your work. The downside is that in the industry that I'm in, unfortunately, um, compliance would not allow us to have those recommendations out there, um, even though they were at previous companies. But that's just, uh, uh, again, that's just a conversation for a different day uh, because that's more of a compliance issue than, than anything else. So as you, as you want to be, an, uh, so number one, you identify yourself as being an introvert. There are many tools now that will allow you to be influential and I think that social media definitely gives that introvert a leg up. The other thing that I will say for those of you that are introverted is that fear not because you can be seen as a leader as you connect with people. You don't need to know everybody at the office, but you can have really strong relationships with key individuals. So if I'm an introvert, what can I do then face-to-face -face with people to really be seen as a leader? One of the things that I would do at work is establish key relationships with those that are um, people, number one, the person I report to. I would force myself to have a regular meeting with that individual where we talk about my career and my progress there. And then I would look at getting introduced to other managers that are either above that individual or that same level in different departments. And so that it's going to allow you to be able to have a more powerful network at your current role. The other thing that I would have a look at doing is joining either a young professionals group where I have a friend that will go with me to those events um, or <clears throat> or look at an industry event and again look for key individuals that will go with me on those um, to those events because I want that wing person to help me now I, I, I will tell this um, you might need to engage with a extrovert I know for some people that's very daunting that's very scary just because it's not your in your personality and they kind of might rub you a little bit differently just because sometimes in the wrong way, just because they're so outgoing and you don't see yourself, you don't identify yourself with the same personality. Understand kind of where they're coming from and how they can help you. They're going to be extremely powerful allies as you navigate your career. And so you want to be able to make sure that you have those strong personalities that are connected with you, that can see your value and doesn't mind that you're an introvert and you're going to help them work a room. You're going to help, they're going to help you be able to be more connected in, in, in the business world. Um, now when it comes to just getting to know people, you're going to use this a little bit of professional curiosity, get to know their story, get to know like their, um, their, <clears throat> their, their career path. And then what you do is then since you're an introvert and you don't necessarily like the face-to-face -face, um, events, then just keep connecting with people through email or, you know, um, or, or LinkedIn. Those can be powerful tools to help you connect with people and keep your network strong by regularly um, reaching out to people. And so I'd say for a lot of people, your strong allies, you're looking at quarterly or semi-annual touches where you're just shooting them emails, seeing how things are going for them business-wise. Sherm's out. All right, everybody. What are your thoughts regarding being an introvert to, to become a leader? I'm going to echo now my segments of what I'm calling and entitling the Madison segments. Hope you guys enjoy.
Sherm's out. Crazy Asian, what's poppin', man? This is your boy Ryan Torregano of the Gotivation Podcast. Look, bro, thank you so much for the love you show me recently. My favorite in my channel, man. Absolutely, I'm just showing that love back. Oh, man, your segment about the 10,000 hours, man. You, it's absolutely right, man. You have to be patient. You got to be patient, and you just got to do the work, and not only do the work, but enjoy the work. Enjoy the process. Enjoy the enjoy knowing that in a, in a, in a couple years, man, you're going to be at a mastery level of what your favorite interest is, man, and just enjoy the ride, man, and just learn and just focus on the, the task at hand because if you keep going each day, at the end of it all, you're going to win, man. So absolutely love that segment. We'll be listening more. Thank you so much again, man. You have a great day. Little G, big O, man, let's go. Ryan Sherman here, the crazy agent. Thank you so much for your call in. And it's very interesting, isn't it, about the whole 10,000 hours, you know, the time that you're put in. Because so many times I run into, um, you know, recent college grads or just those right out of work, and they feel like um, a little bit, they struggle with themselves a little bit here from the perspective that they want to be at the same level as somebody else that's been doing it for 15 or 20 years, or they might even have the ego to think that they're at the same playing level and they don't understand that they haven't even had like, um, an up and down in the marketplace, right? They haven't experienced um, where there's a retraction in the economy. They might have read about 2008 and 2009, but it's much different when your company starts going through it and they're having layoffs and to understand what that morale's like or they've never been in leadership. They've never, they've never led um, anyone, nor have they had the responsibility of the lack of results from that team they might have been a, a captain on a, on a basketball team or on a football team in high school or even in college, but to say that your leadership skill set is the same when it comes to your, um, your team not hitting your sales goals for the quarter and all of a sudden now you're being, you know, the team is being put on basically um, an annual probation. Uh, if, if basically the results aren't changed within a certain certain time period, now you're going to be fired. Um, if that was the case, um, you know, kind of correlate that kind of pressure to um, to sports. It would be that you're the captain, and any loss then is going to lead to you. Um, being being um, being cut from the team entirely, so not not demoted from captain, completely loss of job, loss of loss of role, and that can be extremely stressful for some people to be able to handle. And understanding that it is going to take patience for you to get to that level that you want to be at, or that you see others at, and that it's totally fine. It's completely appropriate for you to be able to take some baby steps to get to where you want to go instead of feeling like if you're not at that certain level right now that you're not up to snuff, you're not up to par, you're, you, know, you're, you're, you have no value. No, you have value. You just don't have the expertise or the specialized knowledge or network yet that you are wanting and that it's okay to be where you currently are and give your time to develop over the next five to 10 years at the level that you see fit. Sherm's out.
Hi there, Crazy Asian. It is Dr. Get a Headspace from the Wellbeings podcast. I just wanted to um, put my two cents in with regards to your episode on patience um, and the whole 10,000 hours concept, which I first heard from Malcolm um, Gladwell, um, as you mentioned. Um, but you know, I, I find it interesting. I mean, um, I did my medical degree later on in life. I'm now 40. I've been a doctor for seven years. Incidentally, my father's 85. He's been a doctor for like 50 years. And so, yes, 10,000 hours, patience, um, building a community, um, networking. But the other thing I would say that I feel I've neglected over the last seven years is just actually self-development, uh, which I just think is really, really crucial. Sometimes you won't necessarily get that on the shop floor. Doctor, get a headspace. Sherman here, the crazy Asian. Thank you so much for that call in. And you are so right. Sometimes when we get so caught up in pursuing our passions, we forget, we forget or intentionally neglect ourselves. And, and, and it is a little bit of this um, yin and yang, right? So I'm a big believer that we should focus on the now, what's right in front of us instead of waiting for tomorrow. At the same time, we wanna start setting ourselves up for that fantastic future. And we might find ourselves sacrificing a little bit of time to get towards a place of um, professional progression, like for example, devoting ourselves to studying for the bar, uh, devoting our time and attention to, to passing a, a CPA, or in your case, the boards, um, maybe even getting through a residency program. And so what happens is we, we lopsidedly devote a lot of time to our um, this, this career progression and then what we end up having to do just based on our time is neglecting a few other things. Um, that could be the devotion that we want towards our family, the time that we want to get them, not necessarily the, the engagement of time, right? So um, in that scenario, it's more the quality of time that we're giving them or those activities versus the quantity of time. And we know that um, as life goes on, we're anticipating being able to flip that around and give them more time and not having to devote, devote so much time to career progression. And I find for a lot of people, they end up not being able to switch back once they've devoted so much time and attention to the development of that career, it becomes extremely difficult to turn the knob of their career down and then turn up those needed things for their own personal development. And I find this to be the case for a lot of people that go from working in an organization to entrepreneurship because they are driven. They were probably an intrapreneur at their organization where they took on other projects. They had the responsibility. They were able to be left alone and get things accomplished. And then they decide to go entrepreneur and so now they're, or become an entrepreneur, and now they're focused on their own build of their own business, which they're extremely passionate about. And then again, 80, 100 hours a week start getting clocked in. And fast forward that over five to 10 years, and now all of a sudden, they don't know how to turn it off, even though the income is there, the revenue's there, the team might be there. And now they're going after more accolades, they're going after more employees, more growth. 
And what they find is that if if nothing shocks their system, they might find themselves staying in that same model. And and not to say that's a bad thing, except I'm a believer, and I'd say society is actually showing us this, that any success outside of the home won't compensate for failing inside the home. So I'm not saying that you need to, you need to neglect your responsibilities at work or your entrepreneurship and that it's not, it's not a problem um, to devote a lot of time to your career. Have a look at what you're doing to engage on that home front and are you giving that quality of time that those individuals need to understand and ultimately feel and see and experience love, not just stuff. Because the high income might sound nice. The big house on the outside makes it sound like a great thing. But when you look at the quality of the relationships that are occurring within that family organization, is it where you want it to be? And if the answer to that is no, then you might want to have a check-in. So I know for a lot of people, the shock to the system ends up being health. A shock to the system might be one of their kids completely going off into the deep end and them having to completely, drastically change their current lifestyle. So each of us has to know ourselves and our situation fully to know where we need to turn the dials up and turn them down. The Crazy Asian. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for the warm welcome. And first of all, I love your energy and thanks for letting me know uh, the arrangements of your show, the themes of your show. I'll definitely be tuning in uh, as much as I can. And I'll definitely be calling in and providing you with some input and perhaps sharing a story as well. Thank you. Roger Farm D. Thanks for that call, buddy. Looking forward to it. I'm glad uh, my uh, my calling to you about my segments and how I uh, basically organize my my podcast. I make I, I like to make it uh, succinct for people. That way, I know that we're busy individuals, and especially here on Anchor, there's a lot of content creators, and so you're putting out a lot of stuff. And so I know time is very limited for a lot of us as we as we start devoting out you know our career and our hobbies and our passions and and everything else that we're involved with and so um, I want to make sure that uh, if you ever want to en- engage on any of my stuff feel free this is how this is how Monday's leadership Tuesday's career progression Monday's motivation Thursday's social media Friday personal development Saturday Sunday's bonus time and of course I'll take any call-ins any comments let's Engage, and of course, if you want to share your story on the Crazy Asian Station, go to the the link in my profile, um, calendly.com/slash/shermanon. Let's schedule your time to share your story. Sherm's out. Hey, Sherm KT over at KT and Anchor Nation. Uh, let me see, Anchor Leaders. Um, I think I've, I've told you that I I am part introvert. Is I'm, I'm I have a personality of like a half and half, part introvert, part extrovert. One thing about I'm going to say about introverts, uh, they, they they may be more you know to themselves, but there's a probably a good reason why. They're probably being more strategical. They're probably not saying things they want to talk about about at the right time, and 
speak their mind at the right time. And that's actually okay. You know, sometimes we need to think about leaders can be both anyvert, you know, extrovert, introvert, whatever else vert there is out there. So an introverted person, they may seem like, oh, they're too shy, they don't talk. But in reality, you never know what's the behind the covers. So you always got to be curious about what introverts can do compared to any bird. Crazy Asian, Barbara K. B. here. I love this discussion of introverts as leaders. It's actually been something I've dealt with for years with my husband. I am a complete extrovert, off the charts, unbelievable E, off the charts. My husband, on the other hand, admires extroverts, kind of wants to be an extrovert, but when it comes right down to it, he's an introvert. And he's always felt sort of badly about that. But the fact of the matter is, in many ways, it makes him a better leader than I am over the years. You know, we both led very different professional lives. I won't go into details, but he is an introvert leader and fits that to a T. And I think it's helped him in various ways. And so thanks for bringing this up. It encourages me to speak more with him about it. KT and Barbara, thank you so much for sharing that. Um, as you as you both were talking, I, it made me, um, reminded me of the book, Good to Great by Jim Collins, where he talks about a level five leader and how um, when you looked at one of the great um, leaders that they looked at in one of the organizations, this was uh, with Kimberly Clark, where the CEO decided to um, shut down the paper mills and, and how dramatic and how drastic that was at the time. Obviously, Kimberly Clark was synonymous with paper and the paper mills. And if you knew this individual, um, he said, he was not your um, outspoken um, CEOs. He was definitely keep it to yourself kind of individual. And on the weekends, they said that he'd be um, out uh, bulldozing around on his farm um, in, in Wisconsin. And so I think oftentimes introverts, they look at extroverts, as Barbara had said, and they say, hey, those, uh, you know, I really admire their personality. I admire their, you know, their outgoingness. I, I admire their energy, the way that they can work a room. I admire, um, admire a lot of these out, outward expressions in communication. And they then, because they see that and they admire that about the individual, it's almost as if they think that that has to be the way that you, you engage as a leader. When in reality, as we know, being extroverts, leadership truly is influence and power um, in regarding to in regards to persuading or negotiating or leading a, a team of other individuals um, and hopefully it's in a in a positive like-minded way and with that leadership's um, with that concept of it being influence it truly doesn't matter you're right KT whether they're an introvert or an extrovert it matters about their ability to engage with individuals and help them move forward towards a specific goal. And so a lot of times, I mean, one of the secrets, even if you're an extrovert in communication in a group setting, is to allow everybody else to talk about their opinions on how to move forward with a particular solution to a problem. And then you, the leader, have heard all the opinions and then you can give your thought. And you might find you came into that that meeting with a particular 
frame of mind and a particular point of view, but as you allowed all those people that report to you to give their opinions and give their potential solutions, you then were able to give a much more profound response by incorporating all the various ideas. One of the things that I would say that leaders need to be able to understand is to be able to allow others the opportunity to make those decisions so they don't feel like they have to wait for you to make those specific decisions. And I'm a big fan of giving individuals, no matter what their personality is, opportunities to lead, opportunities to grow, and finding out where they would like to go, what they would like to do in order to be better. I remember distinctively talking with a friend of mine recently, uh, well actually it was a few months ago, and she was lamenting that she doesn't feel comfortable public speaking. And then I asked her why she felt like she needed to be good at that. And so, and her impression was in order to be like a, seen as an industry thought leader, to see, be seen as a uh, connector, you know, a real industry player, she needed to be more outspoken. And I said, well, you know, the things that you just described there, a connector, someone of influence, it really comes down to being able to can like put someone else in front of another person that they could be a benefit to each other. And I said, you could do that via LinkedIn. You could do that through an email. You could do that through text message. You don't have to use face-to-face, you know, on stage as your medium of delivery. And so for her, it was, it was a light switch. I think more is this, this just the permission to not feel like she has to change her personality in order to be seen as a leader in the in industry. Um, last thing I would say is if you were to meet my folks, my dad is a, a very big introvert, a very big loner. Um, that's how he likes to get things done. His um, background is a PhD in chemistry, so very analytical. My mom's outgoing, but not to the same extent that I am. And so you would look at me and go, wow, how did you personality-wise grow up in that? And I'd say the big thing is that they allowed me to be exactly me and embrace this idea of wanting to get to know as many people as possible and talk to strangers, you know, in a, in a safe environment. Sherm's out. Hey, Sherman. This is James Renhouse from JWNFM. And first off, I want to say that you gave off some really great tips as far as how an introvert can go about um, interacting with other people and building the and building the network. I mean, I think social media and LinkedIn in particular is a great place to connect with like-minded professional people. I think that was a really good point to make there. And I also really like the fact that you mentioned about um, connecting with an extroverted person as well. I mean, I happen to be a very introverted person myself, and I have to say that, you know, being able to connect to other people with social media is just something that's truly incredible. Like, this is something that wouldn't have been possible 100 years ago to be able to just connect with people practically all over the world in just nanoseconds. So... Uh, definitely love the content that you're putting out there, and I'll be back soon. This is James Renhouse signing off. Peace. James at JWN FM. Thanks for calling. Really appreciate that. And um, I'm glad that for you as an introvert, you can find the value of using some of these social media tools. If there's anything that you think that um, an introvert can also do to, in order to network, I think that can be really helpful. I think. Um, when I talk to some intro, um, introverts, one of the things that they do mention to me that they struggle with is just what to say. And so for some people that are not as nervous in meeting strangers that are more comfortable, 
they can have a conversation on the fly with a complete stranger and feel completely comfortable with that. Where an introvert, it might be helpful to write down some top five questions or top three questions that you ask someone at a work event or at a social gathering. And it could be as simple as, you know, beyond you know, what's your name, it could be, um, so tell me a little bit about yourself. And so that question allows that other person to be very talkative if they are an extrovert or lean more towards an extrovert kind of personality. The tough thing is that if you have an introvert, that question is really loaded and full of anxiety. Um, so you might not necessarily get the most cohesive or coherent response, you know, coherent from a standpoint that, it, you know, it's got a really smooth, um, you know, bullet points and how it's being delivered. If they're more of an introvert, it might come across as clunky, but still authentic, which is really, really powerful. Um, another uh, a question, not necessarily a comment of just tell me your story. It could just be, so what brings you here? To the, you know, to the event that you're at or, you know, who do you know here? Or, um, I like this one. Um, if it being, this is, again, if you're more comfortable and leveraging that extrovert, um, and you notice that the person you're talking to is extrovert, it could be, hey, I'm relatively new here. I don't really come to these often. Who should I be talking to? That can be an extremely powerful way to be introduced to other people. And an extrovert, just so you know, loves to be seen as a connector. Uh, an extrovert, yeah, we do. We love the opportunity to introduce you to people in our network. We like the ability to be able to open up our network even larger. And a lot of times being an extrovert, we like the idea that people are making connections and we are at the center of that relationship. You can always notice an extrovert because they kind of pride themselves in introducing people and, um, like that, that, that they were the connector, that they were the common denominator in connecting people. So as you are an introvert and getting at, getting out there, um, hopefully maybe writing some, you know, three questions down might make you feel at more ease with you, um, with engaging with strangers. Sherm's out. Hey, Sherm KT here. Be professionally curious to get in the waters. I think you kind of hear the term working relationship and curiosity go hand in hand. Because if you think about it, when you have a working relationship, you're curious to know what the other brings to the table. So if you can kind of balance that and have some more meaning and bring more value, when you don't have to, like you said in the previous uh, comment when I called in about, you know, you don't have to always connect through public ways, like public speaking to a million people or whatever, you'll get more insights. So I think curiosity is definitely satisfaction to the introvert. Sherm, what is going on? Again, another fire topic coming from you. I had actually did a blog post a couple weeks ago on being an ambivert, which is a combination of an introvert and an extrovert, and I just completely agree with what you're saying. I mean, just because you're an introvert doesn't mean that you don't have the capabilities to comprehend a ton of um, social presence, but it just means that you're more comfortable in your own head and if you are self-aware enough to understand that, hey, I get work done best if I can just have my little bit of space, then you do you and be an introvert. I mean, I, there was a period in my life where I was extremely introverted and it allowed me to learn a lot about myself, which in turn opened me up to learning about other people. So I just really like how you address that because it's a very 
It's a topic that's not talked often about, so thank you. Thomas Mark Sherman, the crazy Asian. Thank you so much for your call-in. And I've never heard of ambivert before. A- am- am- ambivert? I think um, kind of like omnivert. You're a little bit of everything. And what a unique way to kind of synthesize it down in a group of individuals, more than one person, two or more, you get energized by that. And boy, do I personally get jacked up energy-wise dealing with people. That's probably why I enjoy the podcast system because when you guys call in, when there's opportunities to engage, it just gets me fired up. And I'm one of those weird people that I look forward to meeting strangers. I like the uncomfortable um, because at this particular stage, it really isn't uncomfortable. Um, I'm really immune to awkwardness. Just like whatever. That's just It's just me going to be me and that's just how it's going to be. So that's the way that I view it for me. At the same time, Thomas Mark brings up a good point. You can still be somewhat of an introvert, but yet be able to display some extrovert's characteristics by being able to get out and meet people, shake hands, get to know individuals. And I find that to be extremely powerful um, when you as an introvert can recognize that you have some extrovert tendencies and you can then display them or deploy them at different events, different gatherings that you feel comfortable with. And to a point that even an introvert might still feel comfortable working one-on-one. And so know yourself well enough to know what kind of settings you should put yourself in. I find a lot of people, they want to be like someone else And so they try to force their personality to be like an introvert, um, or I mean, excuse me, an extrovert, when in reality, they're best on a face-to-face, one-to-one, belly-to-belly conversation. Other people are phenomenally, um, phenomenal networkers by getting out onto an app like LinkedIn or Facebook, and they're able to connect with people in very intimate ways. And so understand yourself well enough to know where you want to be able to spend your time and do not feel bad if you're not like someone else's personality. It's totally good to be you. Unapologetically yourself. Charmzo. Sherm, this is Roger from the Roger Firm D Show chiming in. It wasn't too long ago when I was in pharmacy school uh, when the mental health professor defined introversion and extroversion as so. Um, if you are someone who gains energy and gets hyped up when you're in a crowd, in a party, in a big group, then you're likely an extrovert. If that type of environment drains your energy, then you're characterized as an introvert. I think the way it relates to networking is that nowhere in those definitions does it say one-on-one interactions. And that's really the the meat of networking, right? Like you can charm people in a group, be the center of attention, be the life of the party, but meaningful networking comes from the one-on-one interaction. And that's why I think introverts can still network effectively. Hey, the crazy Asian, this is D Souls Productions, LLC, Legacy. Uh, just wanted to reach out to you and say, I really enjoy your segments as far as introvert. I'm going to say this to you, okay? If 
you ever stop what you're doing or go in hiding somewhere, I'm going to send out my diesel satellites and track you down, man. Don't, don't never stop doing what you're doing, man. This is some real good stuff. Really enjoy your segments. <laughs> Keep it coming, man. <laughs> good stuff. Peace.